0: Thanks for checking out our podcast. This one is with Megan Trainer. It's our hang with her. And she's just incredible. Like, seriously, on another freaking level. One of the most talented people to ever come into the studio and hang out with us. Honestly. Just thinking about it just gives me chills. She came in, she talked about, you know, how to craft a hip because she's had four of them this year. All about that bass. dear future husband. Like I'm Gonna Lose You, lips are moving, and she's destined to have an incredible 2016. Her album title came out this year, too, and it was amazing. I, I mean, my mom listens to it three times a day. She is a hit machine, and she is a true, genuine artist who comes from a background that I... It's just so normal. She's from Nantucket, she's 21 years old, and she's incredible. Brilliant to another level. Give a listen to our hang with Megan Trainer. You'll learn something, I promise. In the gang, Zach. thing in the gang radio show. The Zach. saying in the gang radio show. I'd be a great baby daddy. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I don't think people understand this is a punishment. Great. Why would you not want to be a part of this? What? People in nice cars can't fart? What did
1: I do? Vomit. Vomit. Color. Is this great? One, two, skibadoo. Good.
0: Cool. You ready, Keith?
1: I would rock those, but like.
0: You don't need to. Your hair looks good. Yeah. Don't 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 sacrifice the hair for the sound. Never. It just doesn't make sense. Yo. Zach Sang and the Gang. Hanging out right now in the studio with Megan Trainer. Yo. Yo, dude. <laughs> How are you?
1: I'm phenomenal. How I, you doing?
0: I'm doing great because you're here.
1: You're cute.
0: I am so excited <laughs> to speak with you. I was talking to your manager, Josh, before, because he's been here for like thirty minutes just staring at us. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like he was like scouting out the place, making sure we weren't like BS or anything. For sure. And I was telling him I'm pumped to talk to you because I was, like, doing my history on you. You are... Stalked me? I I did stalk you. Okay. You're as real (laughs) of a musician as it gets.
1: Uh Uh-huh.
0: 11 years old, you write your first song, you're a member of a family band, you play, like, 10 different instruments. You You are... You wikied me. Dude. (laughs) Because I appreciate it.
1: Thank you. Because
0: it's so grassroots. Like, can you describe life in your world right now?
1: Uh, A movie and i'm starring in it (laughs) i love it it's all my dreams like come to life pretty much it's crazy insane isn't it but there's a lot of moments that i do say like my label and my management i'm like you're so lucky that i'm musically talented because you (laughs) you dudes just throw me out there and you're like all right sing like they're lucky i know how to do acoustic sets yes because they'll tell you like all right you're gonna sing tomorrow just acoustic by yourself pick a song i'm like oh okay yeah sure but Where is it? They're like, live TV. I'm like, oh, okay.
0: <laughs> it's an incredible asset to have. Yeah. Because there's also not a lot of musicians out there that are like you.
1: No, I'm very lucky that I had a musical family, and I grew up playing instruments.
0: You're fa- okay, let's get into your family, because now they own jewelry stores, yeah?
1: Yeah. this is my mom's a ring that she made. Whoa, cool. what up, though? Cute.
0: As you said before, swag. 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 But they are, your dad was a music teacher, mm-hmm. your uncle was in a rock band. What are you? Like, okay, let, like you know all of me, right? Where did it start? Like, what, do you remember your first introduction to music? Yeah, my dad plays. He
1: was always playing piano. He even he got me a keyboard, and he would wake us up with him playing the piano, writing a song that's like "Good morning, everybody, get your butts out of bed and shower." And I was just like, "Go!" So I had it literally every minute. But also, my uncle and my auntie, my Trinidadian uncle, who came into the family when I was seven, yeah. he was like a soca star. Over in a different country, it's and I was crazy. like, That's, he had music videos, and he would play us his music videos, and I was like, I want to be a pop star. How do you do that? <laughs> and so then we had eventually a family band, where it was my uncle, and my aunt, and me, the lead singers, and I'd play bongos, I'd play piano and keyboard, and my dad was on the keyboard, rocking the <laughs> horns. And my wow. little bro was on the base, just miserable, like 12 years old. Like, why are we at a bar? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. We even opened, our biggest moment in our career was uh, we opened for a Beanie Man. Come, yeah, that's cool. Look, look that at that. That is cool. Come on. His that's eyes awesome. were just bleeding, and I didn't <laughs> understand why. I was like 13, drinking my Shirley Temple.
0: Like, I can't wait to see your set, man. Like, You're like, no he's idea. so tired. Yeah, my aunt's like, do you know he's he is? I'm like, nah, I love this Shirley
1: Temple. <laughs>
0: like, I feel like uh, your parents were the perfect, you know, mix of supportive and like letting you do your thing oh yeah like they were taking you to songwriting conventions they were with you they really they put you you in the places to do it right
1: yeah that's why i will buy them a house like
0: have you bought it? let me i just
1: got the message that like you can't you may uh, you're allowed to buy a house or if you wish to but um but i'm trying to tell my mom i'm like yeah i'm I'm ready i'm ready to buy a house and she's like nope not at all She's, they're those parents forever.
0: Why is she saying no?
1: Because she's like, you're my daughter. And blah, blah. She'll they buy you They still don't a house. think that I have money. Like, yeah. they still.
0: Who tells you that you're. Like, okay. I'm
1: buying dinner. I'm like, Ma, it's Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> I'm buying dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I still have to sneak to the bathroom and pay without them knowing. It's but that's, ridiculous. But
0: you want that. Yeah, a yeah. Little it's bit. cute. It's
1: cute. Right? It reminds it's you remind you of better than home. them, like, making their own shows about their lives, you know?
0: Yo. We know people like that. I know. Like, was there a part of you that was a little afraid that as everything started to legitimize that they could possibly turn into stage parents? Because I was nervous for my dad, too. Like, I would bring my dad. I was on. He
1: became, like, a superstar?
0: uh, Not a superstar, but, like, the (laughs) lowest form of it. I feel you, yeah. But, like, I was was working on Nickelodeon for a while, and I would do events with all the other Nickelodeon kids, and they'd all have their parents. And then I'd bring Mm -hmm. my dad, and he'd stick out, like, a sore thumb. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, he was, like, one time at the Kids' Choice Awards, he's trying to make conversation with Josh. Hutcherson. Like, uncomfortably and awkward. Like, that was the stage parent for him, but he wasn't, like, manager-y or anything like that. Like, That's were you good. nervous a little bit? Because they're musicians. Know. They know you the industry. Get,
1: it's it's mostly everyone on the outside telling you and your parents and your family, like, don't let her change. Yeah, Don't let her be a Miley. Which, I love Miley, and <laughs> yeah. I think she's killing it. But, you do notice, or I've noticed, I don't know, everyone around you changes. Yeah, And I think at your level where you, you're working with celebrities all the time, yeah. I think like your parents change more than my parents would. Yeah. Because I asked my mom like, uh, what's it like? You have a pop star as a baby. Like, you birthed that. You made that. You created all this. Without you, this would not be here. It's your DNA. She's like, you were always my little pop star. That's all she has to say. Oh, <laughs> she just knew. And she did know. And when I was in high school and I'd go out drinking with my friends, totally underage, yeah. she'd be like, do not take a picture because one day you'll be famous and those will be on the internet. She said that to me since I was like 12.
0: That's crazy. That's
1: crazy. And I was like, shut up. Like, I'm going to be a songwriter. I'm fine. I'm going to let it go. You're just like, leave me alone. And now I'm like, yo, those pictures. (laughs) But she was right. She just always knew.
0: That's crazy. And people
1: around our family are like, your your mom always knew. Did you know? Absolutely not.
0: When did you know that it was real?
1: Like, you know that one dream that you're like, imagine, dude. Like, how crazy would that be if you're like, I'll superstar real quick? That was how (laughs) I felt about
0: it. Really?
1: I was like, it's always like a dying dream of mine, but I was so insecure and not like confident in my stuff enough i should have been now when i go back and listen to my 18 year old music yeah. as my songwriting career i'm like i have smashes i was a hit songwriter and no one knew because i couldn't <laughs> yo i'm like d- such a fan of my old work i just
0: got goosebumps because
1: <laughs> it's wild right? three
0: indie albums you've released
1: oh yeah. right
0: you did them independently but you've also wrote songs hunter hayes rascal flats mm-hmm. r5 I sabrina two carpenter i
1: of professional writing
0: Explain to me your process. Like, even when you were younger, I mean, the lyrics are coming to you. Is it from your real life? Is it you observing other people? What is it? Yeah,
1: it's all about experience. When I was younger, I didn't, even in high school, I knew all my my songs were like love songs. And I only had like Uh. one boyfriend. And I was like a child. But uh, I just heard what was on the radio and what they're all talking about. What is Justin Timberlake saying? I was like, all right, how can I say that in a girl version? But And I didn't. And I remember one day, because after school every day, I'd write a song and I'd be done by dinner time. And I would show my whole fam. But I remember one day I brought my mom downstairs and I was like, you've lived. You're old. Her. Love you, mama. So, hey, I miss you. I was like, you're older. What, what have you experienced? Like, tell me about you and dad because her and my father are 20 years apart in age. Wow. So I wrote a whole song that evening just from her talking to me for a minute because I literally ran out of inspiration. I was like, all I do is I go to school and I come home and that's it. Like, I got nothing to write about. But now growing up, this second album, I have like concepts all the time.
0: Is it are you observing what's around you at all moments? Absolutely.
1: I just my last song I wrote for this new album is called Thank You and it's it's for me it's my song to my fans. Yeah. And it's but any other listener outside I try to write for the entire world. So another listener can have that and say thank you to my parents or it can be taken as a love song. And that's what I'm trying to do at this next album is just get everybody.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So that's what's so fascinating because you can take things from your own life. Put it into a song, but you can... the
1: key is to have a stranger feel the same.
0: That's special. Yeah. And also, you being able to put yourself in your mom's shoes through a 60-second conversation. Because I'm assuming, you know, the way it comes to me when I listen to music, right, that the songwriting process could be an emotional one. Because songs are art, and it's an extension of whoever that person is. That song you wrote is an extension of your mom. Mm Mm-hmm. Is it hard to put yourself into their shoes? Do you put yourself into their shoes? Do you look Literally, at it from their perspective? You, you
1: have to think about it. I did this other one that's um a deep song from my new album. It's called "Remind Myself," uh-huh. and it's, I'm like, here's my track list. <laughs> I don't even know my album yet, but but this one I know it's on my album because it's called "Remind Myself," and it's uh-huh. a simple way of saying big words. Like the first line is, "Sometimes I forget how good I got it." And any person in this room can actually say that. At yes. whatever level, even if you're a pop star or if you're dirt poor and you have children, sometimes you forget, like, I have three beautiful children. Yeah. Even if everything is crap right now, these kids are dope, you know? Yeah. So, and uh, we played it for a woman who's going through breast cancer. And I didn't say anything in the song about having cancer or anything. But this woman, after she was crying and listening to the song, she took the headphones off and she's like, this is exactly what I needed to hear today. Wow. and I somehow i i didn't I didn't think about her while writing the song, you know, but I knew for me it was um I always freak out about what's coming up in the month yeah. and I have a little panic attack, and I, my mom's like, just remind yourself you always get through those scary performances, yeah, and you always make it out alive, and you're always happy after it
0: when when you see someone listen to your music and react emotionally what what happens to you That's the best
1: part. Uh, this salon I go to, <laughs> all my, they become all my best friends because I'm with them for like eight <laughs> hours doing hair. <laughs> but I, every time I go there, I have a new song, and I always bring my headphones, and they're always pumped. And I literally study these people when I play them songs. No matter who they are, if it's a, a salon, I played uh-huh. a 19 year old girl who was a fan. I played her these new songs. Cool. Because she's a songwriter. And I just watch their body language, and I watch, I know on two, two of my singles, people always laugh. Because there's like clever, yes. funny lines, and I see how happy and how much joy it brings to them. And I study them, and I'll talk to my assistant Jojo after, like, yo, did you see that one part where she's cracked up? Everyone's gonna do that.
0: This is such a science to you, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's a math. No, it's, no, this is the best. Yeah. yeah. This it's is cool. like, this is everything. I'm obsessed with
1: so This is my favorite part of the process. Okay. In the studio and watching people react.
0: So, you, you, do you know what a hit song sounds like now? Mm-hmm. You, are you, you said that with confidence? I know
1: the formula. I could teach someone the formula.
0: What is the formula for you? Because Charlie Puth sat in that same chair and he said the formula for him, it's not necessarily lyrics. It's, you know, the tone of the song, where he's singing it, the key, all of that stuff. What Mm -hmm. is it for you?
1: It's a lot of different things. I can just spit some. I think the greatest songs are the ones that are timeless. The ones that I can write now and in 60 years they will want to play it in their house. And they will still jam to it as if it was brand new. That's a smash.
0: Yes, it is.
1: That's the first rule, timeless. Um, I also know melodically, melodies are everything. Yeah. The catcher it is, the more they're going to play it. And the more, as if they hate it, that's a hit, you know? Because <laughs> you're, you're playing it too much. Remember how Rolling in the Deep? Yes. The radio killed that song?
0: That's a smash. I helped murder it, yes. Yeah. Yes, thanks for that.
1: <laughs> but no, all about the bass. It was, uh, da, 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 Couldn't yeah. be easier and for me what i learned on this first album writing hits uh the fastest hit that spreads around the world the quickest is the one that toddlers will dance to and the one that older generations will dance to because in that household the parents and the siblings must listen to it because this toddler is like bass 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 you know what i'm saying just begging for that song (laughs) and the older generation is like Kids, you got to check out this new girl. I've discovered her. And they feel cool. And they're like, they're showing their entire you, family.
0: That's my mom right now. Exactly. My mom texted His me. Mothers with, love me. Yo. <laughs> it's, my mom bought your CD and she plays it in her car to and from work every I think single that's, day. That's
1: when you win the most. When you not only just get 13 year olds. You yeah. not only just get 20 badass girls that you, are like away from their parents right now. You know, like you get everyone, you get everybody. I walked to the Grove, and I had these young teenagers chase me for pictures, but then I had two old couples. I'm talking old. Like old.
0: Like like elderly?
1: Like like they introduced themselves, could a couple old folks get a picture with you? I was like, you are my favorite (laughs) fans today. This is it.
0: (laughs) For you, anything.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and I have at my shows. I remember this old dude with this huge beard was at a show and was just like, the whole night. And it's late. And it was at a
0: fair. Like that dude should have been in bed.
1: (laughs) And he, was, he was all about it. it the awesome. power
0: of music is real. It's incredible. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay, so it's it's melody, it's catchiness, it's getting the young and the old. Yep, lyrically relating to all. Like, would you ever? You wrote for other people. You have. We, I mentioned them briefly. Would you ever go back now? And or, as a writer, yeah, for somebody else. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: And would you ever teach somebody else what yeah. you know? I would love to. Do you think about that?
1: Yeah, because yo- when I was younger, I went to all those songwriting conventions, yeah. and I remember the panels, the panels where they tried to teach you how to write a song, yeah. and they tried to, and all they said, I wish they said more, but all they said was, when you write 200 songs, come back and write 500 songs, <laughs> and when you write 500 songs, write a 1,000, yeah. and I was like, okay, and then what? Like, I still didn't learn how to write a hit song. Yeah. Like, I just got great songs. And my dad did that to me. When I was, like, 15, I was like, yo, check this out. Why am I not famous? He was like, do you have 200 songs yet? I was like, no. And then I came da- back to him and was like, I got 200. This is the day. And he was like, cute, 500.
0: Jesus. And he did it to me. But you learned. I did. Do you remember the first song you ever wrote?
1: It was my auntie and my uncle's wedding song. Because they, like, I love them so much. They were, like, uh-huh. young, so they are my age. Or, not my age. I was, like, seven, but I, like, wanted to be 20.
0: They were the was, cool like, uncle and aunts. Yeah,
1: they were the cool ones, and I just loved them so much. And I remember they got married without everyone knowing. And I was, like... I was gonna be your flower girl. Like why would you do that? And then it was <laughs> <laughs> so rude. But then they came back and all I knew how to play on the piano at the time was heart and soul. You know, like yeah. the 80 yeah. 80 thing. so ahead. I wrote yeah, I wrote a melody over that. I was like walking down the aisle, my auntie and him. Like it was cute. Aww. But Yo. that was my first one. I was like, This is for you. The-
0: Happy Wedding. Yeah,
1: I was like, you're welcome.
0: Congratulations. You're going to want this one day. <laughs> and then
1: my first recorded song, this is yeah. creepy, was actually when they had their first child. Like the night Whoa. he was being born, I was recording Give Me a Chance in our house.
0: There's a lot of fate here within your yeah. journey so far. It's
1: a great movie. Like, and I've always been telling people, like, yo, welcome to the movie. You <laughs> made it. <laughs> like Josh congratulations you're on my movie <laughs> who, who would play you in, in your movie I don't movie know here. I get that ass all the time it's uh, it's gonna be like a dope actress I no one knows and it'll just create a career like Selena Oh for, okay. um, J-Lo I yes. want oh, one of those movies that movie I watch like every
0: day you wanna create someone yeah, yeah you don't want somebody who's already doing it that'd be it.
1: cool no yeah
0: okay so fate really big you get connected with a songwriting publishing company and it's all through your uncle's rock band yeah
1: like, like, my great uncle. Like, I never met him. It was I, my mom's uncle.
0: How? Why? And that really... And that connection, and then you linking up with Kevin uh, Kadish, yeah? Mm. That's a life changer for you.
1: Yeah. And that was difficult to do. Like,
0: tell me about Kevin. How'd that happen? Kev
1: Kev, um, he was writing with this artist, Emmy Palmer. She was just signed. She was brand new. Everyone's trying to break her and help her write uh-huh. her hit songs. And they told me about this girl, and I already knew about Kevin, because he wrote, I hate you, but I love you. You know that song? <laughs> yes. Can't stop thinking of you. And then he also, <laughs> Stacey Rigos, two hits. Yeah. The, uh, There's got to be more to life. You know those songs?
0: I don't know that one. Oh.
1: Jason, i and must be more alive Y'all have Oh, wait, out. wait. I sang it bad. Do you remember that No, one? I
0: think I know the second one. Can't I know the first one. Out
1: of bed today, or get you out my mind.
0: Who sings that? Stacey Rico. Wait, you're phenomenal. I can hear you oh. sing forever. I
1: haven't warmed up. With that that was
0: really great. But no, <laughs> so I was already
1: a fan and he did Geek in the Pink by Jason Mraz. And I okay. studied him and I was like, yo, I want to work with him. But we sent him, they sent him some demos and I guess he didn't love them, but he was willing because he had a good voice. And so we we said, let's go meet Emmy. And also meet Kevin at the same time. Uh So we drove 45 minutes to his studio, where I eventually wrote bass. And I walked in and was like, what's up, Emmy? You're so cute. Look at you. And we eventually became best friends. But I was like, Kevin! (laughs) So nice to meet you. I'd love to work with you one day. I'm official. Hey! (laughs) And then he eventually gave me a chance, and All About the Bass was the first song we ever did. Hell yeah. Yeah.
0: And then you go on and you do the album with him.
1: We actually had that song forever. So when we wrote, we noticed we, we, we had something. Yeah. So he always, every... Day, he was like, You need to be an artist. No one's singing these songs. He's like, I'm not auto tuning anything, and uh, no one else will sing this like this. Yeah. So, we did four songs, and we were going to make a little EP and show a label. <laughs> and, oh. we, and then I just, we forgot about it. I like went to LA and did sessions. I uh-huh. wasn't in Nashville a lot because I wasn't living there at the time. Yet. Yeah. And we did All About the Bass, Title, uh, and two other ones that I can't remember, but not the singles. Lips came last.
0: Lips are moving. Yeah. How about Dear Future Husband?
1: Dear Future was when we knew I had a record deal. Wow. And I was driving to the studio and I was singing. I knew we, I wanted a concept of Dear Future Husband because like, I don't know, I like that idea of being married one day. I think that's cool. Do you think of that now? <laughs> yeah.
0: How often? I'm not like, it's not
1: like I'm trying to get married right now. Nope. But I just, it's weird for me. I like, I had one good relationship. I didn't have many
0: boyfriends. When was the? When was the one good one?
1: When I was a baby, when I was like 15 yeah. to 17, he lived in Boston and I lived in Cape Cod. And, and I, would, we would drive, we would commute every other weekend.
0: That's pretty adorable. Yeah,
1: it was adorable. It was like, cute. where is he now? I don't know. He won't talk to me. Well, why? His friends will talk to me, but they say, uh, in the words of Matt, he can't face the music. <laughs> oh, man.
0: That's, yo, how does that make you feel, dude? Uh, terrible <laughs> well, who broke up with who
1: he broke up with me he's a year older and he was going to college
0: so now he feels like he's regretted it you know
1: i don't know what he feels he won't talk i don't know
0: wow yo how does that make you feel though bad really well no it's just um
1: i couldn't find a relationship cool since then and then i got famous and then i got prettier and then i got busier and now guys uh, will I'll talk i I'll be talking to them and I'll be like, Oh my god, this is that's cute and then they'll literally say to my face, like, but I would never date a pop star. And I'm like, Oh, why am I here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. That's yeah.
0: disheartening.
1: It's 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 pretty rough. Yeah. And like, we don't have time, even if I did find something cool. Yeah. Like, uh, bye. <laughs> it's weird.
0: I, I, I'm kind of in the same boat with you there. Last great relationship was when I was a teenager, like maybe 16 or 17. Yeah. And then once radio started to hit and I started talking about my life on the air, people started giving me the middle finger. Like, and bye. like, yo, don't have time for you. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> it was like one of those.
1: But you used to like drive home, and I... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Cool. I, I That's crazy. I, the, the whole thing... I've asked everyone, too. Girls. I'm like, how'd you get a boyfriend? Like, how are you always dating someone and uh, my friend was like well, I attacked him at a party Whoa. I was like you will be mine and they <laughs> were dated that's
0: how it works
1: I was like wow how
0: okay. do you like the whole fame thing
1: I forget about it all the time how because I they were just telling me because we were watching Bieber thing and we're uh-huh. like poor kids been in the sunlight forever in yeah. the fame light and me I was completely regular till like a year ago so I lived all 20 years just being a regular mass hole. Just <laughs> partying and living it up with my bros. Just so regular. Taking terrible pictures that will hopefully never be on No, there's not that bad, bad pictures. But I was just completely regular. And then yeah. and so now being famous especially when I had the surgery, I had two four weeks off of not doing anything. Just wearing scrubs every day, chilling, yeah. no makeup, Did living you, the dream. You loved it, didn't oh, you? Oh yeah. It was great. What you watch on TV? Everything. Yeah. I killed so many seasons of so many things, but but <laughs> we forget all the time when we're like, "Yo, cheesecake factory tonight," and Ryan's like, "Yeah, yeah," and I'm like, "Ah, oh, I gotta wear a hoodie or something, huh?" The
0: sunglasses. Like we gotta figure
1: this out. We gotta plan before we do it. Uh, it's and a we, hassle. We forget. Yeah, we crack up because I'm like. Ryan, my older brother, would be like, yo, you're totally famous. I totally forgot.
0: <laughs> That's so great. Yeah. Forgetting about it is special. You want that. It's cool. You want to be able to go to normal life.
1: I wonder. Yeah. I wonder if it'll be like this forever. I'm only 21, but I don't know.
0: Weird to think that you're only 21. You have four singles under your belt. You have now four albums. You have another album coming. Like, Crazy. At 21. Oh, yeah. What does 2016 look like for you? It looks
1: big. Very big.
0: Really big? Cool. Yeah. What do you, I feel like you have so much up your sleeve. Yeah. and <laughs> you. I just got,
1: yeah, I got a bunch of new songs that we've been bumping every second we're in the car. And I'm just, it's killing me not showing the world.
0: Who are you working with now? Have you like, have you brought in your, hero- weird, like, with new producers or anything like that? Because I'm sure everybody wants to work with you.
1: It's killing me. I cry a lot because I just, I feel bad if I don't work with someone or like, if I don't have time and I really want to work with them. Yeah. But this album... Is almost already done and I didn't even work on it for more than a week all the stuff that I did and with Kevin was one week and there's four songs there then I had like an additional six songs that I did just random times like on the road or in my head that aren't produced yet but they're there and I'm like I know this is a hit and I know I can't do this album without this song and right now I actually have a list I've been looking at them of my favorites and there's already 17 and I haven't gone into the studios yet. Like, I've just had that week in two days. And um, we're doing some promo, and then we might come back and do, like, a few more sessions. But that's it. And it sucks because my first album, I did six months with Kevin, and we got ten songs. Whoa. And then I brought in old songs because they're like, we need it now. Yeah. I was like, okay, here's the additional rest that we need. And it's always it's been like that. But luckily, I think because my songwriting level and
0: is that like an all-time high yeah you crank it out it. i can do it what what is the feeling of inspiration for you when you get inspired for a song how well, do now, you know now
1: lately i well it's always different though
0: <laughs> but give me the latest
1: recently like performing live i've learned so much i learned let's do more crowd participation participation stuff yeah like a lot of oas and the pre-chorus yeah so i get them involved and they love that cool um and stuff like I know I want to write a song for the fans because I don't know any pop stars that have a song to their fans. They love their fans and they do such cool things for them, but I don't know.
0: No song. I can't think of any. I can't either. And
1: I didn't make it like a ballad, you know. I made it like a cool soca Caribbean vibe.
0: Yeah. That they can also
1: bump in the car. Did
0: you play the bongos on the track?
1: <laughs> no. Oh.
0: <laughs> no. I will
1: though, but no. Please. Yeah. I'm trying to get my trumpet out. I played trumpet in high school.
0: Yo, three years of jazz band, yeah. You did? Yeah, three years. That's pretty impressive. And band
1: all those years, too, and chorus. And we did percussion my last year. I played timpani. Jeez. And I was playing, like, all the stuff. Oh,
0: that's cool. bad ass. <laughs> yeah. You did it right, my friend.
1: <laughs> we went to school. So, a lot of kids don't get to do that. Well, you
0: lived a normal life, but uh, you knew yeah. that it was different from the get-go. You had to have. When did your parents know it was going to change for you? What was it for them?
1: I think the publishing deal really validated him, it, yeah because they they didn't know they just yeah. knew that I was adorable and then I had these cute songs that they were really proud of but they didn't know that I can actually make a living with this yeah they were like we hope so but then <laughs> I remember the day we were told we might get a deal for a publishing deal and I looked at my dad I was like is this it is this like is this legit and he was like I think so <laughs> <laughs> that's cool I was like so I can like not go to college and he was like yeah
0: <laughs> you turned out a full ride to Berkeley <laughs> wasn't a full ride was, was it not a was it a scholarship.
1: <laughs> it was a cute one.
0: Yeah, it was a nice one.
1: Yeah, How's, I went in there because I said I'm a songwriter. Yeah, and they were like, "How can you benefit our school?" Like all the interviews, and I was like, "Well, I have a publishing deal, so I'm already working, <laughs> so I could probably help you out there." <laughs> and uh,
0: it's I don't really know what I, just, I can do for you.
1: I just remember like,
0: I don't know, I just what?
1: didn't. It, I don't like the idea of someone trying to teach me how to write a song. Like I went to the Berkeley programs, which were amazing, the uh-huh. seven weeks. And I remember one of the, only one of the classes out of all of them. It was mostly like music theory and learning, but I was trying to be a songwriter. Yeah. And the one class on Monday morning was this girl, a songwriter in an auditorium. And we all went in PJs, cause it was like 9am and that's ridiculous. And this girl was like, so how you write a song is you write all your feelings down in a book oh. and then you pick up your guitar and then you try to write something. And I was just like, I was like, Dad, I'm not doing it right, I guess, because I don't do lyrics at all. Like, I do melodies, and then I mumble words, and then it's a song. And he was like, baby girl, do not go to that class anymore. Yes. He was, and I was like, then why am I going to college? Like,
0: yeah. I went,
1: I left because I was like 15. And I went to my room and like almost cried. I was like, I guess I'm not writing songs correctly because I don't have a journal because I don't want to write.
0: And isn't it, does it offend you a little bit because... Music and the lyrics, they're so personal. and they It's art, essentially. How do you teach art? Can you teach art it's, or do you teach like structure? That's like a question. Yeah. It's
1: weird. I could teach, when I told you before, I could teach someone how to do a pop song. Yeah. Because I sit down with my assistant who can't play instruments and has no musical bone in her body except she loves music and she knows what a hit is. But I sat her down and I actually wrote that that fan song. I wrote yeah. it with her. I sat her down and she hey, watches yeah. me. And I said, okay, here's our puzzle piece. Here's a pre-chorus. I need ABAB rhyme. I need this one to end with this rhyme. Yeah. And I have the melody already. Help me out. And I show her, like, look at the puzzle piece. And she's like, all oh, right, we're only missing this piece? I'm like, yeah.
0: Wow. The structure could be taught. The The structure could can be
1: taught. Everything else is like, what you got? A lot of people told me, like, you have it. And a lot of people don't have it
0: you do have and it's it. hard
1: to get it
0: <laughs> well because i think it's something that's you somebody's born, born with. with yeah you know it's like you just know mm-hmm. it's like it's you, it's just like an inherent feeling and with you you were raised in it so mm-hmm. it's just everything is just it's like a perfect combination of like success well. <laughs> yeah dude
1: sex Sang and the gang
0: yo that was uh the first part of her hang with megan trainer she is an artist to another freaking level Unbelievable. I I love her. Part two of our interview is going to be good, too. We talk about, you know, timeless classics. Do they exist? And she has a message to the people who think Dear Future Husband is against females. And she has a message to artists who don't write their own music. Part two is going to be good. Go listen to it. Okay, I'll see you over there.